0: everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey everyone, it's Chelsea, and I'm here today with Ryan and Lindsay Lotzball, and we are knee-deep in Isaiah.
1: <laughs> knee-deep.
0: Knee-deep. Wading in the waters. Yep. And, uh, I mean, a couple of different things stuck out to me today um one i'd like to touch on the fact that we are jumping around isaiah so we'll yeah. get back to that later that'd be great <laughs> um and two uh i've just noticed how the lord is presenting himself to his people through isaiah um a lot of the references to himself is the lord god of heaven's armies or the lord of heaven's armies so he's presenting himself as, as like as this like um commander this general type thing um and then there's this other presentation of himself as a judge. So in Isaiah 3, it talks about the Lord taking his place in court and presenting his case against his people. And before that, it talks about um, just the leaders are not leading the people well. Um, And so I take that to mean that the Lord is just this true judge, the only person who's capable of true justice. Um, He's going to come forward and pronounce judgment on the people who are leading um, his people, the Israelites. Um, And I've also just notice how incredibly concerned he is again with the people in poverty. Um, And that seems to be the focus of his judgment. What did you guys think?
1: Yeah, I think that also stood out to me is his repeated um, use and bringing up of the treatment of the poor, um, the widows, the aliens, the orphans, and basically those who are powerless and have no agency to just change their situation. And I think especially as we go through not just Isaiah but the prophets, it's just this repeated judgment. And of course there is restoration and all, you know, the hope part. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes we're shy away from the judgment part because uh as you listen to this, I mean it's God's <laughs> God's really nailing them against the wall. Mm-hmm. And he's not mincing his words. He's it feels harsh. And I think a lot of people as just for re- thinking about how so many people, when they read this, they think, that's not a God I want to serve. That's not a God like, oh, this is maybe a God that we kind of want to hide from people. But we really should not um, be hiding this part of God. That the judgment of God is good news in so many different ways. And this is a God who judges sin, who judges unrighteousness, and who brings justice. And this is hopeful. This isn't a God who just looks at us like, you know, widows being abused, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just moving on this. No, this is a God who does something. And especially I think this is a message just reminded like for the younger generation. I would even, if I were to kind of, pull out. Sometimes older Christians get a little nervous because the younger generation is so justice-orientated, but we should see that as a bridge to the gospel. Mm-hmm. Like, here is a God who is orientated towards justice and who isn't just posting about it on Instagram. He is doing something about it. And to a younger generation that's out protesting in the streets, wanting justice, wanting to see change in society, this here's a God who's not just with them saying, I have concerns. I love justice too. He is doing something about it and that is hopeful. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: I think the other thing that we can do as like maybe people who are seasoned Christians and looking at this and saying, okay, the judgment already happened. The Lord already judged Israel. We can just look at the restoration part of it, but that is still the same God we have today as far as he still cares about the cause of the widows and the orphans and the poor. Um, And that should be pretty sobering for us. We
2: also have no reason to believe he's not also still concerned about judging those things. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like he's all of a sudden just like, all right, cool. Like <laughs> I actually don't care about orphans anymore. That was a long time ago. That's old, old me. That
0: was a, that was a phase in my life. That was a
2: phase. Oh, that what me. a phase! Now I'm totally cool with you guys just stacking up wealth. That's fine.
0: That was totally 722 BC me. <laughs> I'm in the next phase. Ah, of so
2: old. <laughs> It continues to be the character of God to be concerned about those things, and so when we don't share that concern, we should be very nervous.
1: And and we don't. And this is the thing because, especially if you are listening and you are an American or you live in the Western world, it's so fascinating to me that. And I do this too so often. As we read this, we think, "Oh, those rich people who you know aren't being generous." That's us. Like, we are rich, we are the wealthy, and this is something that we should take this seriously. I think it's so easy to be like, yeah, those rich people that, you know, out there, because we always imagine the rich people are whoever's richer than me. Mm. I'm not the rich person. And I think, I think it pleases God for us to display humility mm. and say, I'm actually wealthy, I actually, if you live in a home and have running water and can feed your family, guess what? Newsflash! this is actually great news. You're rich. <laughs> I tell my children this all the time when they say, well, if we were rich. No, we are rich. We're the rich ones. And so when we hear this, we should take it so seriously. Like, God will hold us to account what we do with our wealth. If we took a
2: tour of the cities that God is judging in this text— we would look much richer than they do.
1: We would mm-hmm. consider them poor. <clears throat>
2: yeah. Yeah. Wow. So if God's that worked up about these folks, um, and we currently have much more cumulative wealth than yeah. they do, yeah, that should get our attention.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think as also as an American, I'm talking about myself specifically, I look at – it's easy for me to be like, okay, the, the government is taking care of these people. Yeah. But that's really – Not. (laughs) As a Christian, as a believer, as the church and the bride of Christ, we can't let that be our excuse to not do something.
2: Yeah. Well, the government actually takes care of these people because the church hasn't.
0: Right. So
2: it's it's actually God's character that the church would care for these people. We've actually dropped the ball so much that Mm -hmm. another organization needs to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. And for those who are reading this that are actually poor and struggling with injustice, this is great hope. Yeah, Because they're listening. And for the first time in historical context, all the idols they served just totally disregarded, burdened them with more burdens. And here is the God, the true God, Yahweh, who says, I see you in your suffering. Mm -hmm. And that's the God that we serve. I mean, that's... That is the hope of, that's why the gospel is spreading faster in poor nations than it does in rich mm. nations. Mm. Because they read this and they cannot believe that the God of the universe is fighting for them. Mm. Yeah,
0: that's good. Guys, thanks so much for listening today to God's Whole Story. And um, we'll be back tomorrow with more Isaiah. Bye. See ya. Isaiah 1, beginning in verse 21. See how Jerusalem, once so faithful, has become a prostitute. Once the home of justice and righteousness, she is now filled with murderers. Once like pure silver, you have become like worthless slag. Once so pure, you are now like watered-down wine. Your leaders are rebels, the companions of thieves. All of them love bribes and demand payoffs, but they refuse to defend the cause of orphans or fight for the rights of widows. Therefore the Lord, the Lord of heaven's armies, the mighty one of Israel says, I will take revenge on my enemies and pay back my foes. I will raise my fist against you. I will melt you down and skim off your slag. I will remove all your impurities. Then I will give you good judges again and wise counselors like you used to have. Then Jerusalem will again be called the home of justice in the faithful city. Zion will be restored by justice. Those who repent will be revived by righteousness. But rebels and sinners will be completely destroyed and those who desert the Lord will be consumed. You will be ashamed of your idol worship in groves of sacred oaks. You will blush because you worshipped in gardens dedicated to idols. You will be like a great tree with withered leaves, like a garden without water. The strongest among you will disappear like straw. Their evil deeds will be the spark that sets on fire. They and their evil works will burn up together, and no one will be able to put out the fire." This is a vision that Isaiah, son of Amaz, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's house will be the highest of all, the most important place on earth. It will be raised above the other hills, and people from all over the world will stream there to worship. Many, people from many nations will come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of Jacob's God. There he will teach us his ways, and we will walk in his paths." For the Lord's teaching will go out from Zion. His word will go out from Jerusalem. The Lord will mediate between nations and will settle international disputes. They will hammer their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will no longer fight against nation, nor train for war anymore. Come, descendants of Jacob, let us walk in the light of the Lord. For the Lord has rejected his people, the descendants of Jacob, because they have filled their land with practices from the east and with sorcerers, as the Philistines do. They have made alliances with pagans. Israel is full of silver and gold. There is no end to its treasures. Their land is full of war horses. There is no end to its chariots. Their land is full of idols. The people worship things they have made with their own hands. So now they will be humbled and all will be brought low. Do not forgive them. Crawl into caves in the rocks. Hide in the dust from the terror of the Lord and the glory of his majesty. Human pride will be brought down and human arrogance will be humbled. Only the Lord will be exalted on that day of judgment, for the Lord of heaven's armies has a day of reckoning. He will punish the proud and mighty and bring down everything that is exalted. He will cut down the tall cedars of Lebanon and all the mighty oaks of Bashan. He will level all the high mountains and all the lofty hills. He will break down every high tower and every fortified wall. He will destroy all the great trading ships and every magnificent vessel. Human pride will be humbled and human arrogance will be brought down. Only the Lord will be exalted on that day of judgment." idols will completely disappear. When the Lord rises to shake the earth, his enemies will crawl into holes in the ground. They will hide in caves and the rocks from the terror of the Lord and the glory of his majesty. On that day of judgment, they will abandon the gold and silver idols they made for themselves to worship. They will leave their gods to the rodents and bats while they crawl away into caverns and hide among the jagged rocks and the clefts. They will try to escape the terror of the Lord and the glory of his majesty as he rises to shake the earth. Don't put your trust in mere humans. They are as frail as breath. What good are they? The Lord, the Lord of heaven's armies, will take away from Jerusalem and Judah everything they depend on, every bit of bread and every drop of water, all their heroes and soldiers, judges and prophets, fortune tellers and elders, army officers and high officials, advisors, skilled sorcerers and astrologers. I will make their boys their leaders." and toddlers their rulers, people will oppress each other, man against man, neighbor against neighbor, young people will insult their elders, and vulgar people will sneer at the honorable. In those days, a man will say to his brother, Since you have a coat, you will be our leader. Take charge of this heap of ruins. But he will reply, No, I can't help. I don't have any extra food or clothes. Don't put me in charge. For Jerusalem will stumble, and Judah will fall, because they speak out against the Lord and refuse to obey Him. They provoke Him to His face. The very look on their faces gives them away. They display their sin like the people of Sodom and don't even try to hide it. They are doomed. They have brought destruction upon themselves." Tell the godly that all will be well for them. They will enjoy the rich reward they have earned, but the wicked are doomed, for they will get exactly what they deserve. Childish leaders oppress my people, and women rule over them. O oh, my people, your leaders mislead you. They send you down the wrong road. The Lord takes his place in court and presents his case against his people. The Lord comes forward to pronounce judgment on elders and rulers of his people. You have ruined Israel, my vineyard. Your houses are filled with things stolen from the poor. How dare you crush my people, grinding the faces of the poor into the dust, demands the Lord, the Lord of heaven's armies. The Lord says, beautiful Zion is haughty craning her elegant neck, flirting with her eyes, walking with dainty steps, tinkling her ankle bracelets. So the Lord will send scabs on her head. The Lord will make beautiful Zion bald. On that day of judgment, the Lord will strip away everything that makes her beautiful, ornaments, headbands, crescent necklaces, earrings, bracelets, and veils, scarves, ankle bracelets, sashes, perfumes, and charms, rings, jewels, party clothes, gowns, capes, and purses, mirrors, fine linen garments, head ornaments, and shawls. Instead of smelling a sweet perfume, she will stink. She will wear a robe for a sash, and her elegant hair will fall out. She will wear rough burlap instead of rich robes. Shame will replace her beauty. The men of the city will be killed with a sword, and her warriors will die in battle. The gates of Zion will weep and mourn. The city will be like a ravaged woman huddled on the ground. In that day, so few men will be left that seven women will fight for each man, saying, Let us all marry you. We will provide our own food and clothing. Only let us take your name so we won't be mocked as old maids. But in that day, the branch of the Lord will be beautiful and glorious. The fruit of the land will be the pride and glory of all who survive in Israel. All who remain in Zion will be a holy people. Those who survive the destruction of Jerusalem and are recorded among the living, the Lord will wash the filth from beautiful Zion and cleanse Jerusalem of its bloodstains with the hot breath of fiery judgment. Then the Lord will provide shade for Mount Zion and all who assemble there. He will provide a canopy of cloud during the day and smoke and flaming fire at night, covering the glorious land. It will be a shelter from daytime heat and a hiding place from storms and rain. Now I will sing for the one I love a song about his vineyard. My beloved has a vineyard on a rich and fertile hill. He plowed the land, cleared its stones, and planted it with the best vines. In the middle, he built a watchtower and carved a winepress in the nearby rocks." Then he waited for a harvest of sweet grapes, but the grapes that grew were bitter. Now you people of Jerusalem and Judah, you judge between me and my vineyard. What more could I have done for my vineyard that I have not already done? When I expected sweet grapes, why did my vineyard give me bitter grapes? Now let me tell you what I will do to my vineyard. I will tear down its hedges and let it be destroyed. I will break down its walls and let animals trample it. I will make it a wild place where the vines are not pruned and the ground is not hoed, a place overgrown with briars and thorns. I will command the clouds to drop no rain on it. The nation of Israel is the vineyard of the Lord of heaven's armies. The people of Judah are his pleasant garden. He expected a crop of justice, but instead he found oppression. He expected to find righteousness, but instead he heard the cries of violence. What sorrow for you who buy up house after house and field after field until everyone is evicted and you live alone in the land. But I have heard the Lord of heaven's armies swear a solemn oath. Many houses will stand deserted, even beautiful mansions will be empty. Ten acres of vineyard will not produce even six gallons of wine. Ten baskets of seed will yield only one basket of grain. What sorrow for those who get up early looking for drink of alcohol and spend long evenings drinking wine to make themselves flaming drunk. They furnish wine and lovely music at their grand parties, lyre and harp, tambourine and flute, but they never think about the Lord or notice what he is doing. So my people will go into exile far away, because they do not know me. Those who are great and honored will starve, and common people will die of thirst. The grave is licking its lips in anticipation, opening its mouth wide. The great and lowly and all the drunken mob will be swallowed up. Humanity will be destroyed and people brought down. Even the arrogant will lower their eyes in humiliation. But the Lord of heaven's armies will be exalted by his justice. The holiness of God will be displayed by his righteousness. And that day, lambs will find good pastures and fattened sheep and young goats will feed among the ruins. What sorrow for those who drag their sins behind them with ropes made of lies, who drag wickedness behind them like a cart. They even mock God and say, hurry up and do something. We want to see what you can do. Let the Holy One of Israel carry out His plan, for we want to know what it is. What sorrow for those who say that evil is good and good is evil, that dark is light and light is dark, that bitter is sweet and sweet is bitter. What sorrow for those who are wise in their own eyes and think themselves so clever. What sorrow for those who are heroes at drinking wine and boast about all the alcohol they can hold. They take bribes to let the wicked go free, and they punish the innocent. Therefore, just as fire licks up stubble and dry grass shrivels in the flame, so their roots will rot and their flowers wither. For they have rejected the law of the Lord of heaven's armies. They have despised the word of the Holy One of Israel. That is why the Lord's anger burns against His people and why He has raised His fists to crush them. The mountains tremble and the corpses of His people litter the streets like garbage. But even then, the Lord's anger is not satisfied. His fist is still poised to strike. He will send a signal to distant nations far away and whistle to those at the ends of the earth. They will come racing toward Jerusalem. They will not get tired or stumble. They will not stop for rest or sleep. Not a belt will be loose nor a sandal strap broken." their arrows will be sharp and their bows ready for battle sparks will fly from the horses hooves and the wheels of their chariots will spin like a whirlwind they will roar like lions like the strongest of lions growling they will pounce on their victims and carry them off and no one will be there to rescue them they'll roar over their victims on that day of destruction like the roaring of the sea if someone looks across the land only darkness and distress will be seen even the light will be darkened by clouds
2: Want a Bible? If you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's whole story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us in any way that you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.
0: Hey everyone, you're wait. Where we doing? How do I start this? It's
2: called God's whole story.
0: <laughs> what do I? What this is do I episode say? <laughs>
2: 192.
0: Do I say you're listening to God's whole story? You can say whatever you want to say. Okay.